frequency response. This is the Lonely Hearts Club. Perfect high frequency response. This is episode eight. Perfect high frequency response. Do you guys know it's February? Yeah. Perfect high frequency response. Where did January go? <laughs> We're going to talk about love. We're going to talk about Valentine's Day. We're going to talk about being a statue. Maybe, maybe being a statue is the answer. Just stand very still for a very long time and just wait for your mind to just relax and that's what we're going to do for the next 20 minutes just relax your mind find your center take a deep breath and let's talk about love with some of our friends our fun fun funny friends <laughs> thanks for listening and thanks to kxci.org the lonely hearts club here we go Mike Sterner's here, you guys. Hey. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Howdy. You want to read a letter to me, Mr. Sweetie Man? Certainly, Mrs. Sweetie Man. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, here we go. Dear Bridget, That's it me. starts just like all the other ones. So right? far, so good. Here. Consistent. Dear Bridget, I am married to the most interesting woman in the world. <laughs> she is beautiful, cute, smart. Funny, artistic, generous, and shows attention to detail. Yuck. <laughs> what? Already you... <laughs> she sounds awful. <laughs> I tell her that I love her often, and I tell her that she is beautiful, to which she responds by saying, oh, no, I'm not. Is she calling me a liar? I mean, should I have someone administer a lie detector test just to prove that I'm telling the truth? Should I inject myself with sodium pentothal? Should I swear on a stack of Bibles? It's very uh, frustrating. And plus, how high of a stack of Bibles would I need if I was going to... Does two count as a stack? Is, is it okay if most of them were checked out for, at my local library? <laughs> Can you do that? Can you check out a Bible at the yeah, library? Yeah, Yeah. They, of course. What is it? What's the Dewey Decimal? Uh, Where do they keep the Bibles? It's like 0. 0.4 or something. Or like right at the beginning. At the beginning. In the beginning. That's where they keep them. <laughs> no kidding. Does it have to be the King King James Version, the KJV? Can I use the Torah uh, or in the Aromatherapy Bible? What about the Dead Sea Scrolls? Or the Poisonwood Bible? Uh, and it's signed, Genesis to Revelations. Yeah, forget about the stack of Bibles thing. Well, what does he have to do, though? He's, to he's overthinking his, that. His, the truth serum, sodium pentothal, that's what you got to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So that's your no. advice? No, I mean, you can't... Better like, living through chemistry? You can't go to Walgreens and get that stuff. No. I no. mean, it's like, that's some James Bond. That's a challenge. Yeah, yeah. So if, if this guy wants to prove well. his love, he's got to do something more difficult than going to the library. <laughs> you know? like Maybe the library is very far away over a giant mountain and across yeah, yeah, a yeah. wide... Valley and yeah, sure, maybe it is. But usually, libraries are pretty conveniently located. I think what she's probably looking for here is a grand romantic gesture, uh huh. You know, or maybe something like, "You look nice today, honey." <laughs> That's a, to you a grand romantic gesture type <laughs> of a uh, yeah. Well, it's more genuine than, you know, what was it that he said? The most interesting woman in the world? I doubt that. 
That's... You don't know. You have no clue. Yeah, I think that's a. There's no such thing, except for maybe in the commercials. In a beer um, commercial. Yeah, yeah. I don't. The most interesting woman in the world. <laughs> I don't always tell my woman I love her, but when I do, I exaggerate greatly. <laughs> I think I think that it's important for you, Mister. What's he? What's his name? Genesis to Revelations, G to R. Mister G and R. I think it's important for you to do something. Amazeness, something like, "Hey, you look really nice today. Try that. <laughs> That's a good one." What if he? Uh, what if? What if he did something really big, like skywriting? No, waste of uh, environmental resources. Don't do it. Dozen roses? Nope. She's not gonna like that. No. Nope. But all ladies loved roses. They do. That's the problem. This, what about- is, this lady is the most interesting lady in the world. Hmm. This is really timeless advice that I'm gonna that I'm gonna dole out right now. If you want your lady to know that you love her, you need a romantic gesture. If you buy her roses, don't make them red roses. Make them brown or puke green. <laughs> I've seen those. Yeah. Safeway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you can go with the red roses. But do something special and unique with instead of putting them in a piece of plastic, you could maybe put them in a nice box. Or instead of a dozen roses, you could get a dozen rose bushes and plant them. Oh, God, no. That's something that you should never do as a surprise. Is plant things. Yeah, no, that's that's something you should do together. That's like saying, hey, honey, I love you so much. I went to Ikea without you and picked out this dining room table without you. That would be bad. Yeah. In a lot of relationships, it's the things that you do together that matter. Maybe take her on a special trip to a place that she likes. Maybe the library that's like over the mountain. You know, what's romantic, you guys? What is romance? What does that even mean? We Can we look it up? Can someone Google that right now? Let us know. Yeah, what's romantic? Is there anybody that can help me? <laughs> it's such a broad question. <laughs> Dear Bridget, <laughs> I need help. help. <laughs> I'm in this art studio, and there's naked ladies everywhere. <laughs> and they're swinging from the ceiling. And all I want is to just... Get a little help. (laughs) (laughs) Signed, Gustav Klimt. Gustav Klimt. I would love to be Gustav Klimt's apprentice. Oh. But I think that there might be a lot of pressure for me to take off my clothes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, for reals. (laughs) Maybe do some things that you're not very comfortable with. Hey. I I would like to see... um, HR in Gustav's studio um, mm-hmm. and, you know, sexual, <laughs> sexual harassment. 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 <laughs> Listen, Gustav, we know that you're you're fantastic at what you do. You're just great. But we've had a few girls come in here and they're uh, they're saying some pretty heavy stuff. A couple of complaints. <laughs> a couple of complainers. They're, you know, uh, they're Debbie saying... Downers. <laughs> we realize this is your art. This is your art. I get it. But they're... Uh, they're saying harassment. 
And that's 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 strong words for Vienna, Austria. <laughs> that's very. I mean, in the land of Vienna sausages. <laughs> You don't usually get a lot of complaining. No, really. you can't. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> but Gustav knew how to how to push the buttons. You know what I'm saying? He did. Super sensual painter. Very. What a guy. Bridget. I am a 26-year-old male in the entertainment industry. My problem is that lately I have developed a bad case of Tourette syndrome. Hmm. I've been trying to figure out how to make ends meet. I've been going downtown on second Saturdays, spray-painted silver from head to toe and trying to make a little cash performing as a human statue. I know. It's bad. What? Bad idea. Why is that a bad idea? It I says here, every time someone puts some money in my hat, I launch into a string of expletives that would make oh. a sailor blush. Yeah, okay. That's a bad idea. Yeah. I have almost been beaten up three times now as drunken college boys have mistaken my condition for a call to arms. On the good side, I just got the lead in an upcoming Charlie Sheen biopic, and it's signed. Well, it's a you know, it's like a bunch of uh, punctuation marks. Right. So, At pound hashtag. Exactly. Being a human statue, people think it's easy, but it's a really a very challenging job. You know, oh, you yeah. you would think, oh, well, you you do nothing all day. You don't even move. That's not easy. Oh, no. No, it's not. To be completely still. And have people walk by you. And flies land on your nose. I think that it's a very challenging job. One shouldn't feel bad if, if one is not successful. I know a woman who had Tourette's and she worked at a comedy club. Yeah. And she had worked really hard on her Tourette's. Okay, I got annoyed because I asked the the guy running the club, I said, what's the deal with her? She's always walking around in the middle of my set. She'll say, woo. And I'm, I mean, what's this party girl thing with her? Is she drunk? <laughs> woo. And it turns out that she had a bad case of Tourette. She worked really hard to get away from the cursing part so that she had worked it up to a, an acceptable woo. And so I felt yeah. like a crumb bum. But. but she was able to change the bad words to something else. But it's like, what does a silver statue say that is acceptable? You're a statue. You're not supposed to talk at all. You could say woo. I mean, that's kind of your cue to do something. That's your cue to make a meaningful connection. Right. When they give you the money, you're supposed to move like a robot or something? Or something. I don't think that there's uh, basic rules and regulations for, you know. Totally unregulated. Yeah. <laughs> this is a wildcat sort of a uh, job. This is, uh, yeah, this is uh, our economy at work. I guess it would be, it would be hard to get uh, repeat customers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe try to change your mindset to something else. No, I think thanks was, the, was a good answer. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Dear Bridget, I'm asking for help because I'm afraid of what Google or Ask a Nurse would say. 
if I look it up. Here's what happened. My father passed away, and I suddenly found myself in a strange body. The world took on an intensity I had never felt before, and everything was suddenly very clear and lucid. I have disconnected emotionally from reality and suddenly feel very intensely in fantasy situations. It's not that I'm having hallucinations, just constant vivid daydreams of the way I wish things were. I can't seem to get back into my old life. My former self is gone, and I feel lost. Can you help me? Oh, this would be a hard one for Dr. Joe. It's important to to have hope. Well, yeah, and I think also to understand, uh, I, I think the, the thing that your um, person writing that letter is expressing something that may be more common than she thinks, and that transitions in life are sometimes startling and abrupt. It's important to realize that maybe what would be helpful would be to go ahead and go with that and don't fight that feeling and don't feel inadequate and say, let's use these moments of clarity and maybe these moments of looking at fantasy and what I think life would be better like. Go ahead and and contemplate those things. Because it's inspiration? It could be inspiration. And if, if there's a way to, as she wrote in the and uh, her letter there, write it out and talk about it and get the beauty of it down on paper or in paint or in music or whatever way to express those feelings you know, would be helpful because there are some who would say, and I wish I knew who said this originally, but great art is made by people who attempt to heal themselves and in the process heal others. And And so I think that... You know, maybe that's what she could do is to turn it into art and turn and and accept that feeling and that abrupt the loss of her father. And uh, as the Buddhists say, life is suffering, and the path to freeing oneself is to accept that. And once accepted, then you're on the path for enlightenment. If you're in a situation where you have, uh, you know, because you, you deal with behavioral issues, right? Mm-hmm. So say you have your, your life is set up around you and there are people all around you who are used to you being a certain way. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you have a change of heart or you have a transformation and you feel as if you are behaving in a different way than is normal. People, uh, they say, snap into it or, you know, go back to the way you were. Like, can you? Right. Just. uh, That's really not how you evolve, is it? No, it's not. It's like that uh, song in uh, the Book of Mormon. Just switch it off like a light switch. (laughs) Yeah. You know, no, you can't turn these feelings off. And the harder you try to turn them off, the more dangerous they become. I think Because you're resistant. Right. And the thing is, sometimes people need to be able to say, you know, I'm not the one I used to be. And there may be times, and that may be some of those times you're talking about, when you realize the people you're with are no longer the people that are healthy for you to be with because they keep trying to make you into somebody else, and you're not that person anymore. So everything in the world needs you to just go with it, all right? Resistance is futile. And so vive la resistance 
is bull. It's bull. It's a, what we resist, what does it do? It persists. All you have is right now. Right now. The moment. That's it. That's it. And I like to be optimistic, but sometimes that, that can really wear you down. Do you think so? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it can be hard to be optimistic in the face of pessimism. In the face of pessimism. Yes, I agree. I agree. But the Kool-Aid man has no problem. No. No. He's, he's, he's <laughs> unstoppable. <laughs> that guy. That guy is incredible, the Kool-Aid man. I tell you what. <laughs> he can bust down a brick wall and not even spill a drop. And he's, and he's happy, even though I, I don't know how many concussions that poor man has had. <laughs> But he still smiles. He breaks through that wall. You know he's hurting and just says, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, he doesn't think about suicide. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think he ever thinks about pouring out pouring out the coolie that's in him. Oh, yeah. Do you th- is that his blood, by the way? Yeah, it's life force. Is that, his, is that his blood? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Maybe Kool-Aid Man does have dark times. And so the Kool-Aid Man basically... It has like a sugar crash. Oh. That's what's happening to him. He's crashing. And you're just having like an optimistic crash. For every high, there is a low. For every high, there is a low. That's the way. For every... For every two, there is a fro. <laughs> For every up, there is a down. That's what makes the world go, go round. round. <laughs> you broke my heart, but that will never make us Dear Bridget, I have been having a recurring nightmare fantasy where I am a zombie and I travel the earth in search of brains. Only I am searching at Walmart. And then I turn into a vampire slash zombie and I am in search of blood and I am dating a blood bank cashier and she is making midnight withdrawals for me. And it's signed ISO. In search of. In search of. In search of answers. I did actually take a a correspondence class in dream interpretation, Mm -hmm. you know, one summer Mm -hmm. for fun. Okay. And one of the first things that they teach you is if you have this recurring dream where you're a zombie, Mm -hmm. it can only mean one thing. What is that? You're about to undie. Ooh. It's going to happen. So you you believe that this gentleman has already passed on to the other side? So I have a strong premonition that he will soon become a zombie. Mm. That his dream is predicting his future. Yeah. But do you believe that he's alive at this moment? He might have already undied. I don't know how long it's taken for me to get this letter. That's true. He needs to get ready and make preparations for his new zombie lifestyle. He needs to write an unbituary. Mm. He needs to... He needs to pre-shred his clothes <laughs> so that they they look so that he can fit in with the other zombies. Do you know any zombies? Do I know any zombies? Yeah. I'm not particularly friends with any zombies or anything like that. I don't know any personally. They're not that friendly, yeah. but I, I, I know a few. Zombies can live full, productive lives. Mm-hmm. They just need to learn zombie etiquette. That's true. The Egyptians are really big on zombie etiquette. He should oh, read some yeah, Egyptian yeah, books. Yeah, they have a lot of zombie action. Mm-hmm. You know, they do a lot of uh, necking. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Dear ISO, you may already be dead. The thing that also stirs me up a little bit is that not only is he turning into a zombie, but also apparently a, a vampire. 
I think. Oh no, no, vampires don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> that's no. ridiculous. Yeah. No, that's... Deer in search of this is ridiculous because vampires do not exist. But you should check yourself about that zombie thing. <laughs> yeah, because the zombie thing is for real. You may already be undead. I think it's possible for people to be not dead once they've died. I think that a lot of people are zombies. They just don't know it and they don't eat brains and they don't fit into the, you know, the idea of the Hollywood zombie prototype. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's a lot of zombies that are just going through their lives without any lust for life. Mm-hmm. That is definitely... A real thing. <laughs> Zombieing through Watch your out life. because they do infect you. If you get around somebody that's zombie-like, uh-huh. it's contagious. Sometimes it takes a while to shake it off. So real talk, enjoy your life in search of. Try to live it up. Live a little before <laughs> it's over because it's temporary, this whole life. Yeah. When you fall in love, it's all in your head. It's fake. I'm not. Well, yeah, it What's is the fake. the difference between fake and real? <laughs> when we realize it's fake, it's a realization. That's the only difference. That's it. It's the only difference. <laughs> oh. Your love is just. It's not even about the other person. It's about how you feel when you're that other person and your beliefs about that person. But right. at any time, that can change. Right. Yes. That's it. So, it's another creation. But if some, if it's if love is only in your head, and it's it's only what you believe it is, then what's the difference between reality and illusion? Is when we think that illusion is real, there is no difference. There's no difference. But if you believe that illusion is real, doesn't that make you that crazy? makes it real? Doesn't that make you not? No, no, because we're all living in our own illusions that we think are real. Mm. I believe that you're real. I believe that you're real. I believe that I'm real. Mm-hmm. So it's real. Is it? <laughs> well, yeah, because we think it's so. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so, th- so we just can agree to agree. <laughs> agree to agree. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right. What do you do on Valentine's Day? You want you want to go out too? <laughs> I think I'll be at up at Epic Rides. Are you going to be there? Mm-hmm, I'll be volunteering. I'm I'm going to be there too. I know. I can't. I can't wait. We're going to be. It's an Oracle. It's uh, a, before you get to Oracle, it's at a ranch. Right outside past Saddlebrook on Oracle Road. Did you go there before? Did you go there last my, year? My, no, my dad used to work there when we were when we first moved to Tucson. Really? Mm-hmm. I really like it. So. Oh, nice. So you'll be able to show me around. Show you around the desert. Here's a little bit more cactus, and here's some more cactus. But here's the best cactus. The last four hours of this epic 24-hour ride? Who? Will there be a special DJ? Me. I knew it. <laughs> I'm going to be Lonely Hearts Club Dance Time, Dance Club Dance Party USA, go, go, girl. Go. Go. Go catch it. Go. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I really am. Yeah. It's going to be magical. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Happy Day, Valentine's Carla. Happy Valentine's Day to you, Bridget. And thanks for talking to me about this crazy little thing called love. love. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this has been the Lonely Hearts Club on KXCI.org. Thanks for listening. And just so you know, the music today came from Dumbo Gets Mad. Ergo Fizmiz, Eva Taylor, Ted Weems, Handy's Orchestra, and Simon Matthewson. Thanks for listening and happy Valentine's Day. <laughs>